Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're really excited today. We have uh, actress Jamie Perez here, who's starring in Lifetime's show Stopping Christmas today. Uh, well, it'll air today when I post this. <laughs> so she's <laughs> <laughs> starring in Show Stopping Christmas uh, today on Lifetime channels channel. So you definitely want to check that out. And Jamie, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. So tell us a little bit, this is your first time on the podcast. So tell us a little bit about you and how you got started. What inspired you to get into acting? Ooh, I know, uh, tough one. Hey, like, let's take it all the way back. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I've always wanted to be on TV. Uh-huh. Ever, ever since I could remember, ever since I was a young girl, always wanted to be on TV. I just didn't know what I wanted to do or how to do it. I didn't know how to get there. So I did modeling for a while and in my young, in my young years did that for a couple of years. And I didn't feel like it, it gave me that, um, that burning desire that I was looking for. Yeah. And so I did it for a few years, but then during my last, one of my last shoots, uh, there was an actor slash model who kind of gave me some insight into acting and I just fell in love with it. I remember he kind of just directed me in the right direction. And I just, I started doing short films. I started taking some acting classes in New York. And it's like the acting bug just bit me. Uh-huh. And since then, I haven't looked back. Yeah. What did your family think of all this? Like, oh my gosh, she's, <laughs> she's going to give it a shot, huh? My family was not a fan in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> It's it. My family just wanted me to. They're very supportive, and they still yeah. are. But I think they were trying to protect me in a way because it. it they see it more as a, you're a one in a million. Uh-huh. And it's yeah. a very. It, it, they're, they're just trying to protect me, trying to shield me sure. from the pain, the hurt. And so, but now they're extremely supportive, and they see all the big things that I'm doing. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, they 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 love it. But in the beginning, they were a little bit like. I don't think you should go that route. Maybe you should be a doctor or a lawyer. Right. Yeah. Nervous. That makes sense. I can see that. So when you got your first role on camera, did you just like completely freak out? I actually didn't. I was extremely excited. Uh I was very, very, very excited because by that point I had already done a lot of free work in New York. Mm -hmm. I done of free short films where... I just, I wanted to get my feet wet. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't care driving two hours to New York or to Philadelphia just so I could get the experience. So by then I was ready. Yeah. When I got my first on camera role, I said, let's bring it. Yeah, I, I'm ready to do this. But when you got those words, maybe I mean by freak out is when you got that word from your agent yeah. saying you booked the role, d- did you jump up and down, get super excited? I sure did. I surely did. Yeah. I want to see- <laughs> my first the first one that I got extremely excited about was when I booked uh, we can be heroes uh-huh. with Robert yes I originally auditioned to be a a news reporter uh-huh. and funny enough a uh, director came back and they said we want to actually book her book her as Invisigirl. girl wow and that was so I went from a day role player to one of the main characters and yes I freaked out I remember driving to an audition when I got the email and so I've had to pull over and kind of just <laughs> my life 
there's no way that I'm reading this correctly. <laughs> and yeah, I totally freaked out for yeah. sure. I screamed in the car. If somebody drove by and saw me screaming, I, they probably thought something was really, really wrong. <laughs> but I was just excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's, I feel like everybody should have a, like that thing you do moment where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. There's yeah. this, and I feel like you, you'll, you'll continue to have those moments because there's mm-hmm. different levels. So in, in every level you, you have that excitement. Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the good folks at Baker Publishing Group. Looking for the perfect gift for the romantic book lover in your life? These contemporary romance novels will woo their way into your hearts. First, we have To Win a Prince by Tony Shiloh. Fashion aficionado Iris Blakely dreams of using her talent to start a business to help citizens in impoverished areas. But when she discovers that Econ Dilo will be her business consultant, the battle between her desires and reality begins. Can she keep her heart and business intact despite the challenges she faces? Have to read to find out. Next up, All That It Takes by Nicole Deese. After moving cross-country with her son and accepting a filmmaker's mentorship, Val Locklear is caught between her insecurities and new possibilities. Miles McKenzie returns home to find a new tenant is living upstairs, and he's been banished to a ministry on life support. As sparks fly, they discover that authentic love and sacrifice must go hand in hand. Pretty Little Spaces by Carmen Schober is sure to please. Georgina Havoc's dream of a happily ever after falls apart when her boyfriend blindsides her with a pause. She is determined to pick up the pieces of her previously perfect life, but with the reappearance of her troubled twin sister, plus the presence of a ruggedly handsome ex-sniper, she's left facing not only her shattered future, but also her past. Looking for Leroy by Melody Carlson, Brianna Phillips is ready to give up on love, but when her fellow teacher invites her on a trip through Sonoma wine country, she's reminded of her first crush, whose family owned a vineyard there. Is there any chance she can find him? And one last chance for a love? Next up, The Sweet Life by Suzanne Woods Fisher, jilted by her fiance, Don Dixon, escapes to beautiful Cape Cod on a groomless honeymoon with her mother. But she didn't expect her mom to risk everything on a whim to move there permanently and buy a rundown ice cream shop in need of repair. Of course, in order to make their new life work, they'll also need her ex's help. Finally, The Last Way Home by Liz Johnson, a disgraced former NHL player and a local artist are thrown together when her pottery studio burns to the ground on the day he returns to Prince Edward Island. But as they work together to rebuild, their secrets will come out, putting even their hearts on the line. So head over to bakerbookhouse.com slash featured slash Hallmarkies to pick up one of these great books and use code Hallmarkies40 for 40% off these titles from November 14th to December 12th. That's bakerbookhouse.com slash featured slash Hallmarkies and use code Hallmarkies40 for 40% off. Well, it must've been frustrating though. So you have this, you get in this Netflix show that ends up airing in 2020 and then the pandemic happens and that must've been frustrating to be like, ah, we were just getting started and then all this, the world falls apart. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I was just talking about that today. I, I kind of missed out on the experience, which I wanted the, the red carpet experience yeah. and, and, and being able to see it premiere with the entire cast and crew. And I'm, I'm just so bummed that I didn't get to, to do that, but it's, it's totally okay. Uh, overall, I'm, I'm still grateful and, and uh-huh. very 
that I, I, I was a part of that project. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just like, wow, a pandemic. Where did this come from? Yeah. Yeah. Did you like, do any of the like pandemic activities, like making sourdough or doing puzzles <laughs> or things like that? <laughs> My pandemic activities uh, included a lot of uh, cleaning and being home and staying away from six feet from everybody especially because during that time I feel like especially in our interest industry everybody was trying to figure it out I'm and sure. so they wanted they didn't want um they didn't want to everybody was getting COVID tested but they didn't want you on set if you didn't have the vaccine or if you got COVID so we were just so scared I didn't want to go anywhere because I didn't want to miss out on any opportunities right so I was pretty much stuck inside just reading and auditioning a lot of self tapes for sure yeah, yeah well yeah i mean because they didn't have the the rapid tests until 2021 so people had to do the longer test which took a, like a weekend or whatever and and uh, yeah so it was harder 2020 like i feel like we've already kind of forgotten some of that trauma <laughs> oh, the trauma hard. hand sanitizing before i touched my car once i got in the car before <laughs> door once I got inside the door it was just hand sanitizer in the bathroom in the kitchen everything it was it was yeah I'm still traumatized I don't think <laughs> I'll ever forget 2020 no it was One for it was book. crazy if I hadn't had the podcast I don't know how I would have gotten through it because I I mean I because I'm by myself I live by myself yeah, yeah. and uh, if I had some kind of outlet to reach out to people I think it would have been unbearable yeah and it was you- it was challenging I'm sure for a lot of us. Yeah. But, uh, but so how did this project come into, come to, come to you? Did you, uh, did you self tape? Did you audition for uh, the uh, show stopping Roman uh, Christmas? I did. I did. It it was a self tape, just like a lot of the other self tapes I was doing. And uh, yeah, it just, it just came from my, from one of my managers and I auditioned and Got got a call back for it. Uh-huh. It's like okay, yes, this is, this is a See, Christmas movie. Yeah, that was so oh, exciting. It's mm-hmm. even auditioned for it. Yeah, uh huh. For so, sure. And then, did you film it? In, did you have to go to Vancouver? Did they film it in Vancouver? Or this was shot in this little t- town called Norwood in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Yes, Great. I've never been. I've been to Massachusetts, but that was my first time in Norwood. Uh-huh. Really cute small town. Yeah. It's just so adorable. It just has those like small uh, vintage shops. And I don't know, something about it just kind of reminds me of Christmas. Even though we were there filming a Christmas movie, I feel like if the movie wasn't included itself, the town itself is just so Christmassy. Yeah. Well, One I mean, bit. they had to find a place that had like this kind of statement theater. And, uh, right. So that was probably a challenge. Yeah, well, the theater they chose was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. Yeah. yeah. Very Beautiful. cool. Yeah, you must have like just been super stoked when you got that oh, call from your agent. <laughs> absolutely. I was, I remember being on a call and getting the call from my manager and I just, my, my jaw just dropped and it's like, <laughs> really? It's, oh, I'm going to Massachusetts. Yes. i was so excited so i was like okay let's start learning these lines yeah (laughs) get to it 
Yeah. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about it, about the movie? Yeah. Yeah. A show-stopping Christmas. So it follows Riley Burdett, who is the artistic director of the Noda Theater. And she has been for many, many years. The theater is like her baby. She loves it. And it isn't until Regina decides to sell the theater right before our big performance our annual Christmas Carol performance. And so now Riley must call upon Regina's ghost of Christmas past, present, and future to help change her mind and hopefully save the theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I thought was a really fun kind of take. Uh, This year seems to be the year of, I mean, every year there's takes on Christmas Carol, of course, but this year (laughs) there's a lot. It seems like Everybody's had that on their mind for some reason. Yeah, sure. Your spirit, Ryan Reynolds. I, I was like, I yeah, oh yeah, it. yeah, which was so good. It, yeah, I, I think it came out. Did it just come out? I think just, it just this week. Out. Yeah, yeah, nice. Gotta was, watch it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good, and yeah. So the idea of sort of connecting with, uh, with local theater, uh, was that something that that uh, struck a nerve with you? That struck home with you? So. I've always wanted to do theater. Mm-hmm. Never have. I, I did one small play when I was very young. I want to say elementary school. And after that, I've always wanted to do theater. I've never had the opportunity. So being able to play Riley yeah. and the director of a theater almost made me feel like it was a dream come true. It was. It actually came true for, for in life for me. And and I I, I just felt like it, it it was the perfect timing because. This movie is is a Christmas movie. Always wanted to do a Christmas movie. So uh-huh. this movie and a play together, it was perfect. It was a yeah. perfect movie. Yeah. Well, what do you think a local theater like they show in this movie kind of adds to the community? What do you think? Well, I think that it brings, for sure, it brings um, a heart, a heartfelt, um, it, it's the, the love that you can spread to everybody nearby. Just show everybody that, there's that love of the community we can all come together and and spread cheer and I think that's what Riley especially in this film what she did is she didn't allow the circumstances and the obstacles that were brought to her kind of let her down and let the community down she she allowed she was able to come together with Sam with Regina eventually and and come and and bring the the theater back to life Mm -hmm. so I think um, as far as local theaters, this this will be something that everybody could enjoy as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, I have started in the last like year. Uh, one of my goals after getting out of uh, after getting vaccinated, yeah, uh, was to I was going to support local theater as much as possible because it was just okay. so devastating to me to have I mean Broadway uh, and just theater in general, not even just local theater. It was just devastating to me to have it be closed for two years, basically. Um, and, uh, that, I mean, I, I think that it's just like a really important thing that, uh, that it's an important part of our community that allows us to express ourselves and the experience of, uh, going to, uh, to live theater of any kind, whether it's Broadway or, or local or, you know, high school, even any kind of live performance, I think it it's an important community experience because mm-hmm. you're, even if, 
as just an audience member, you're supporting them, their, their sharing of their talents. And I just think that, that that's something to be protected and something very important. And I felt like this movie kind of got to the core of that, which I appreciated. I really love that you brought that up because absolutely. I think that we don't, we don't even think about the fact that a theater being closed will take away from somebody's somebody's go-to getaway yeah yeah that makes some that 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 special unique or or, like you said going out to the theater might bring that that joy that takes you away from all the the crazy and the and the madness of 2020 and so yeah I'm I'm glad that this film could bring that to you and Mm -hmm. hopefully to others as well Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. You uh, were on set. You have your, uh, you have Thomas McDonald yeah. as your co-lead. <laughs> So yeah. how did you work with him to kind of develop that chemistry and to to you know work together? Oh, Thomas, he's just so sweet and he is so cool down to earth. I remember when uh, we got to the hotel, it, every, it was so strict because of COVID, uh, but I did get a knock on my hotel, hotel door and I remember looking and peeping through and it was Thomas because we were literally on the same hallway and he was just waving <laughs> like, hey, it's me. And so I opened the door and he's, all the way over there and I'm all the way over here and we're just talking and it's so funny because we just we couldn't even shake hands we had to social distance until we got cleared but uh once we were able to um uh, be on set and and kind of build more of that relationship we we would just talk and I think that comes so easily as being professionals uh we developed um a relationship on set that that you'll see magically appear on a, sh- a show-stopping Christmas, and you'll get all the butterflies, and <laughs> it, it come, it all comes through. It all yeah. comes through. Was this your first lead that you ever that you had? So I did w- another lead on a movie called Confused by Love, uh-huh. and it was back in 2015. And I did lead that film, but I must say, I've I've definitely come a long way since that film. <laughs> So I want to say this, this was more officially um, a, a movie that I was able to completely lead because yeah. the, the movie, I was more of a co-lead. Yeah. And how did you kind of prepare for that? How did you, what, 
was your process, I guess. For for this film? Yes. So oh, my process for this, let's see, as soon as I get a script, um, first thing I do is read it front, backwards, side to side. I, I look for all the little eggs and I kind of just uh, dig deep into the character of Riley, uh, see what, what all her interests and her um, what what her um, her wants are, and mm-hmm. I go from there. But yeah. I just really that's the first thing I do is once I pick up a script, I dig deep into the character and see what 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 is truly deep down inside. Yeah, it's what we can't see on the page. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because you have both your character is directing the Christmas Carol (laughs) while also having a literal Scrooge in your life, you know? So there's sort of a double thing there, which is fun. Regina. (laughs) I was like, just retire, just retire. (laughs) No, but she wants to take the theater with her. She's she's like, I'm going to retire, but I'm also not going to leave this theater for you. I always laugh, you know, these movies that it's like the only place to build condos (laughs) is in this like beloved theater like there's no other yeah. land in the town nowhere else but this my, you have to destroy the historic theater thank you come on get come me a break yes no, I, didn't, I went i didn't go down without a fight i said no way yeah well and i liked the script it was funny when that there was one line that was something to the effect of uh, I've never heard thrilled and condominiums in the same. <laughs> yes. That's a good one. Yeah, that was good. That. <laughs> and I mean, did you have conversations with Maureen, I think, who played Regina about how to work with that character? Because she was pretty scroogey. So we actually didn't, um, but I feel like we worked very well without without any prep uh-huh. she is an amazing and talented actor and she just came off she was giving it to me yeah Half the time I wanted to make sure she wasn't actually mad at me in real <laughs> life <laughs> because she was really she was powerful and everybody's gonna see how yeah. amazing how amazing she is and how she brings that Scrooge to life yeah she really does yeah. Yeah. She, she definitely, she definitely does. I mean, I, although I would probably be pretty tempted if I was going to get $3.5 million. <laughs> exactly. Theater. Exactly. So funny. We would call her the Scrugina. Scrugina. <laughs> so funny. Have you ever seen a diva's Christmas Carol with a, a diva. Yeah. I feel like I have not with, uh, with um, Vanessa Williams. I definitely feel like I have. Yeah, I you should if you it. haven't. It's so good. Okay. So That's good. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> so many good movies. So little time. Yes, I know. It's true. <laughs> well, very good. Congratulations on the film. I I, I had a good time. I enjoyed it. And, uh, and so people should definitely check it out. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. 
You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. We have some fun Christmas questions for you. (laughs) The first one is, what is your favorite holiday drink? Ooh, favorite holiday drink. I would have to say pumpkin spice. Okay, pumpkin like a pumpkin spice latte or something? But like the latte, yes. Pumpkin spice lattes. Ooh, <laughs> those are my favorite. Yeah. And for eggnog, I, I mean, that was a, in my Hispanic culture, that was a, definitely a tradition uh-huh. to do on Christmas. It'd be Thanksgiving, Christmas, and even New Year's. Just eggnog, eggnog, eggnog. Yeah, <laughs> can't go wrong. All right. Well, what is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Mm, um, I would have to say, ooh, like butterscotch cookies. I don't think I have oh. a favorite. That's a, that's actually a very good question because nobody <laughs> ever asked me what my favorite treat is. Holiday does, treat. Does your daughter have a favorite that you have to make her? Oh my Christmas? goodness, she doesn't have favorites. She loves all candy. And cookies. <laughs> you put sweets in front of her, and she will devour them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. What is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Oh, favorite Christmas. Oh, all I want for Christmas is (laughs) Mariah Carey. Oh, I can't get enough of that song. She's the queen for a reason. (laughs) Very good. Okay. What is your favorite classic Christmas movie? Um, Oh, oh, Home Alone. Yes. Hands down, Home Alone. (laughs) I can watch that movie so many times and never get tired of it. Yeah. movie especially at christmas yes i agree it's actually the first comedy that i really remember like laughing really hard at like i have a vivid memory of watching it with my grandparents we went to i was visiting them and they took me to the theater and we saw it and it's actually quite sweet like yes it's super violent yeah yeah that kid he's super wise (laughs) yeah Wow. But it's also actually quite sweet. I mean, the moments with the old man and, yes. uh, and yes. when, yeah, and, and can be quite funny. I love John Candy. It is hilarious. <laughs> so funny. It, it, the fact that this little boy is just, yeah, and these men are falling for them constantly and constantly. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. I love that movie. Keep the change, you filthy animal. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. I mean, I think I liked it so much as a kid because I was like a very independent little uh, kid. Like the idea of being home alone would have been very like appealing to me. So you related to that very well. Yeah. It was like the foundation movies for me is like The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I I was obsessed with it. And then uh, Home Alone. And then later in high school, it would be Clueless. Oh, another one for me. Yeah. Clueless is a classic. <laughs> Which do you like better, Scrooge or the Grinch? The Grinch. The Grinch. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, which do you like better, clear lights or colored? Uh, clear lights. 
Okay, good. Uh, would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? <laughs> That's a funny one. Uh, I think uh, I think I'd build a snowman. I don't know. I don't know if I want somebody throwing cold snowballs at my face. <laughs> okay, good. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you consider yourself a good gift wrapper? I I've been told I'm decent. Okay. <laughs> I'm not terrible. Um, yeah. So I would say I'm I'm good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Last question. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? You know, I don't. I only have pretty Christmas sweaters. <laughs> I need to give me an ugly one. I need to maybe turn one of my pretty ones into an ugly one. You're but like, oh, I, mine look good. They're not. Really <laughs> all of my Christmas sweaters are actually pretty. Yeah. But maybe I need to make myself one and just turn it into an ugly sweater. That can be fun. Yeah. 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 Well, very good. You answered all the questions. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on talk with us. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Sure. And uh, if uh, and people want to check out the movie on Sunday and yeah. uh, and uh, if people want to follow you on social media and stuff like that, can they do that? Yeah, absolutely. You can follow me on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is uh, jamie.m.perez great and uh, so yeah check it out and hope you have a very very merry christmas thank you you as well <laughs> happy holidays bye i'd like to thank jamie for coming on the podcast this is a lot of fun to get to meet her and uh, hear about her career so check out her social media and everything and, and check out the movie i think you'll enjoy it uh, and you can find me at rachel's reviews all of her social media itunes youtube and on ron tomatoes so check that out also make sure you're following the podcast at hallmarkies pod and hallmarkies podcast all of her social media and if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. It really helps people to find our podcast, especially during these holiday times. So please, please put in your ratings and reviews on iTunes. And if you are watching YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. Check that out. That helps us a lot. And uh, thanks again to Jamie. And we'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.